Hello, hello again. It's it's your girl, author Cordia Reed on Courage and Perseverance podcast. Today, we'll be having guest Shakai Dwayne. We'll be discussing faith and relationship in our lives and how do we deal with abuse. Abuse abuse can come in so many forms, physical, mental, social, you know, emotional, financial abuse. So that will be our topic today. And I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. And each and every Friday, I appreciate you guys for listening to me. And I hope that my message will help you in your life or in your family to grow, to evolve in all that you do. So my guest today, Shakai Dwayne. Shakai Dwayne, she's an aspiring entrepreneur. She's also a Java programmer and a code writer. Shakai, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So tell me a little bit about yourself. So I have a master's degree. I have an 11-year-old daughter. Um, I have three brothers and three sisters. I have a big family. And my mom just passed away at the end of last year. And due to the job losses with the COVID-19 situation, I was displaced from work as well. Wow. A lot of people have, you know, lose their job in this whole COVID-19. And I hope and pray that they could either go back to their own job, they could start a business or find a better, you know, a better job that would accommodate even them being at home right now with their children. Because they won't, for me, I personally is not sending none of my children to summer camp this summer. So even if they go back to work and they have to be in the office where their boss would accommodate them working at home or they find a job that would accommodate them doing that. And I hope and pray that you are one of those people who had a finer job or you start your own business because I know that you're an aspiring entrepreneur or you find something that works for you and your family. So quick question. Tell me a little bit about your 11-year-old being home with the COVID. How is that going going for you right now when it comes to distance learning? So the distance learning thing has been a bit challenging because it becomes another workload on my responsibility to maintain that she's completing her work and you know, following through on the requirements for school. Mm -hmm. Uh, The teachers really stay in contact with us, and they have meetings twice a week with the students. So now it becomes my task and my chore to find out what she needs to do, what work she's missing, and kind of hone in on her learning while she's at home. So it, it does get challenging, but we are getting the work done and completing this year off pretty strong. Right. You know what? I have a little bit of that that I can, I can attest to because I have three younger children home. The two older ones, they pretty much could do their homework, uh, do their schoolwork by themselves. I just, you know, check and make sure it's done. And if they need my help, they'll ask me. But my biggest challenge is my nine-year-old. I have to help her with her schoolwork. So, and I work during the day. So during the day, I'll take like a 30 minute lunch break and I'll help her. Or even when I log off after five, some days I finish working early, but I have to help her. So I'm like Monday to Friday, I'm still like in that mode. And I find myself helping more with schoolwork than the, the normal, right? You know, so I understand it can be challenging for the kids. 
So they'll get through it and we'll get through it. And in the long run, we're spending more time with our children. We're getting to know her children's weaknesses even more, right? Yeah. So one thing that I learned is that, you know, a lot of times when the teachers are calling and saying this or that about the kids, we kind of snap and, you know, jump to the children's defense and get, you know, a little bit defensive. But we need to just be patient with the teachers and try to understand them and hear them out. You know what? I know that for a fact, a many parents is going to appreciate these teachers when their kids go back to school. As we should. You know what I mean? As we should regardless. Because the teachers, the kids are in school, what, eight, eight hours a day? They spend majority of their awake time in school with the teachers. And I feel like even for my kids going back to school, they're home. They talk to the teacher. The teacher's checking with me. And I let them know I appreciate you. My kids appreciate you. And they appreciate the kids because they miss their kids. And you know they have genuine love for the children. So, you know, kudos to all the teachers for all that they've, all that they've done for her kids and is still doing for her kids even in this COVID-19, right? So thank you, guys. Thank you, teachers. Thank you, all essential workers. So let's talk about faith, right? Faith. Um, what is your religion? Where do you stand on religion? So I am Christian. I'm, I'm Baptist. I'm baptized. I'm faith. understand that the church building is there right but even in this COVID-19 the church building is not the people the people is the church right so we could praise God anywhere we could praise him in the car praise him in the bathroom praise him at home at work anywhere in our house so Right now, church is closed down, but God is not closed down, right? We can still praise God wherever we are. And we don't necessarily need to go to church to have a relationship and a walk with God, right? Yes, exactly. So in the Bible, it said, um, Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the evidence of things hoped for and not seen, right? So it tell me a time in your life where you have to exercise faith. And faith is just is a mustard seed, right? Tell me in your life where you have to exercise faith and how that situation help your faith to increase. So uh, currently, right now, I'm exercising a lot of faith. You know, staying um, committed to doing um, the programming career and transitioning from the job that I left. I wasn't really happy there, so, you know, having all of these new opportunities where I can possibly 
start a business or, you know, go into some programming careers in coding, you know, is increasing my faith because I believe that I can do these things and I have to believe that God is going to provide for me in this time of uncertainty and doubt. So, you know, that is how I can increase my faith just by giving it to God, believing that things will work out and knowing that even though it's a crazy time and it's a crazy world, that God is still on the throne and he's in control and he's going to provide for each and every one based on their needs and their situation. Right. You said something, right? You said something in the beginning where you don't want to go to God. Coming from wrong, and you say, okay, here here you go again, right? Is that something that you said, right? Yeah. I mean, I said that because sometimes when, when I pray, I only pray when I need something or when something's going wrong. I don't pray just to say, you know, how my day went or that. I'm thankful or that something's going good. So I just wanted to, you know, remember to pray more regularly and not only pray when, when I need something or something bad. You know what, um, one of the things that I think you could do so that you could get in that prayerful mode is they have, do you have, um, what is it? It's a daily, the daily bread, the daily bread. I think you could probably start there where you're reading the scriptures daily. And there's also when you read the scriptures, sometimes it would attest to what's going on in your life. What's going on with even someone that you know, or it's just you just growing in the word where you could read the scripture, read the storyline about that scripture. And you could also pray. And even in the mornings or so, you could just open your heart and just say, Lord, please forgive me for whatever I've done today, the day before, you know. And then that's a prayerful moment right there. And prayer doesn't have to be lengthy. Prayer could just be, thank you, Lord, for providing for me. Thank you for that I have a roof over my head. Thank you that I awake, I'm awake, you know. So if you start doing those little steps, eventually you will get to where you need to be. But the greatest thing is for you to start now and have it as a daily regimen. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So that's one thing you could do. And for me, I've I've used faith in my life like tremendously. My faith I've grown especially over the last two almost two years, August of this year, when I lost my job where I see that I said, Okay Lord, I'm we're going from two income to one income. We have our savings. And as you say, things happen in your life. But how do you do certain things and still live a normal life? Your lifestyle hasn't changed much other than you not having a full-time job. You know, so you got to trust God, depend on God, and know that he will make a way out of no way. And even when you feel like you're going, you're drowning, you just got to continue trusting him and believe in him that he will provide, right? Because the Bible also says faith without works is dead. You can't just sit down and say, okay, God's going to provide, but you're not doing anything for him to provide for you. Yeah. Right? So with that being said, is there ever a time when, and you don't have to get too personal, is there ever a time when you are trusting on God and believing in God to provide and maybe he, he hasn't provided in the way how you wanted him to provide, but he did make a way out of no way? Yeah, 
You understand what I'm saying? Say, for instance, you're trusting on him to give you something financially. But instead of giving it to you um, financially, he give you another blessing. Mm -hmm. So I do have a story here for that. At the end of last year, I was so excited and so proud that I was going to be graduating with my bachelor's degree. And on December 14th was my graduation ceremony. I was walking across stage and my mom was there. And then a week later, she passed away suddenly, you know, out of the blue. And, you know, everyone in my family was very, very hurt, very sad. There was a, a big void in our whole family. And then, you know, turning around as the new year came about, and, you know, losing the job due to um, the COVID situation. And then now that I'm, you know, trying to start a business and learning a new skill that's very marketable and very in demand, you know, it's just like sometimes doors close in order for new doors to open. Amen. And you just have to trust God and, and believe that he's not going to, you know, leave you or forsake you in your time of And you said one thing, you just, one door closed, another door will open. Um, back in 2018, right? And like I said, we're sharing our story so others could know that if they're going through something right now, especially with the COVID-19, God is closing a door for a reason. Don't look at it as a tremendous loss because you're not, you're not, you don't know what's on the other side of you not having a job. Maybe you, you, you had to make you uncomfortable so you could become comfortable, right? For me, I was sitting at my desk and I'm like, I know there's more for me to do other than sitting at this desk eight hours a day. And I was so comfortable in my job. They know my family. They know my schedule. Everything just worked out fine for me. And I'm like, I want to be an author. I want to go on the road. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to just get up and say, oh, I'm going here to meet someone. I want to do this. But sitting at a desk, you're not able to get up and meet with someone and say, oh, let me meet with you for 30 minutes so we could discuss writing my book. So we could discuss publishing this. You know, doing those type of stuff. So... For me, God closed that door because I was sitting there and be like, I don't want to quit. I'm not a quitter. I don't want to quit on my job because I know they need me, right? And But we all become have that mindset where we need our job in order to survive. But I now know that I don't need my job to survive. And I've always depend on God. But I'm like, okay... You got a kids, you got mortgages, you got cars, you got bills, you got to save. So you need you need an income, right? But let me tell you, God provide and my faith has increased tremendously. And I thank him because my lifestyle hasn't changed much other than not having a full-time job. You know what I mean? So we just got to continue to trust God and know that he will provide, especially in the time of darkness. Yeah. And especially in time of darkness, we just got to continue to trust him. And first and foremost, we got to believe that whatever we ask him for, he will bring it to fruition for us. Right? Yeah. So 
The next thing is you do want to be an aspiring entrepreneur. What is it that you, you're working on? What is it that you need help with? How can I help you? Or if there's someone on this podcast listening, how can they help you bring your goals to reality? Because being an entrepreneur is not easy. There's some things you can do alone and there's some things you need guidance in. You need guidance as far as to branding your stuff. You might have the vision of how you want it to be, but you need someone to say, okay, if you do this, do this that way, you know, kind of guide you a little bit. And once I do believe once you make up your mind that you want to do something, God will bring the people in your life to help steer you along that journey. So tell me... How, what is it that you want to do to be an aspiring entrepreneur? And why do you want to be an entrepreneur? So, you know, when, when you, when you're working and you're giving all these hours and all this sacrifice and all this time to a job and then, you know, at the drop of a dime, you lose it, it kind of sets off a spark in, in, in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind that, you know, there has to be a way for me to provide for myself when no one can take that away from me. So right. that's kind of what got me started, you know, wanting to go into business for myself. I have a few ideas, so I haven't um, fixed on one. At mm-hmm. one point in time, I was thinking to sell products on Amazon, and then my daughter wanted to do a smoothie business. And, you know, the coaching industry is taking off. So I had a few um, ideas for businesses that I wanted to start. I did a four-week um, business coaching program with um, Kamara Thornburn, mm-hmm. who is part of the Project Resiliency Movement, which is a group on Facebook. Right. I'm a I, part of that, that group. I'm a member of. Yeah. So um, that's how I actually started to listen to your podcast because I saw you posted it in there. Mm-hmm. So I just followed the link and then I was very um, touched and moved by your, your message and what you were saying. Right. So here's the thing. Give us a little bit more. Let the audience know. Because I believe you listen to my first, my second, was it Reset, Restore? You listen to the second um, episode. Give us a little bit more about what place you were in when you hear that message and how you feel and how it how it has helped you from listening to that message. So, the, when I listened to your podcast, you were talking about doing things on God's time, mm-hmm. and uh, it really spoke to my to my spirit because I was I was moving so fast before the end of last year and then to kind of run up against this brick wall of everything changing and all these uh, doors closing in my face just made me feel like, you know, was I really doing what God wanted me to do or was I just trying to move my own agenda and my own self-interest before God? So, you know, that really stopped me and I felt, wow, wait a minute. She's really saying something. And so I connected with your message and I sent you an email and then you responded. And that's how, you know, things happen. So it really spoke to me because I was I was on a fast track at the end of last year. And then, 
now this year starts and it's just been, you know, just like God's been giving me a wake-up call. Like, okay, are you ready to do it on my time? Are you ready to listen to me? Are you ready to, you know, do what I want you to do so that I can make sure that you go above and beyond what you thought you could? Right. You know, it's funny. The topic that I was going to talk about that Friday... I end up talking about com- doing God- doing things on God's timing because a Facebook post has popped up that morning and I changed my whole topic because I realized God was telling me it's time to do what he wants me to do, not what I wanted to do a year ago. You know what I mean? And I took that and I was like, okay, Lord, I'm ready because you said I'm ready. So that was for me and that was for you. So I'm very thankful and grateful that God led me to see that Facebook post. Because sometimes I don't pay the one year, two, three years post anything unless it really like hit my spirit. And I was like, oh my gosh, did I really type this last year? Is this what was I was going through a year ago? Stuff like stuff of that like that nature, right? So I I thank God for that message, and I thank Him for bringing you to me, and I think that you felt that message, and it was able to help you where you were at that time, right? I thank Him for yeah. that. So let's go on to relationship. I know um, there was no physical relationship, a physical abuse, but let's talk about the mental and the emotional side of the abuse that you've come across with. anyone to turn to to give you some positive encouragement or some positive words uh it just it it really does start to have an effect on the way that you that that you interact with other people so i began to like withdraw and shut down from a lot of you know my family relationships and my friends due to some of those situations Mm -hmm. so i've experienced emotional abuse where you know my feelings were being manipulated and toyed with and you 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 get the sense that someone someone's leading you to feel one way and then you find out in the next breath that that was totally not what it was perceived to be so mm. you know i've been that and i've been through psychological abuse where they make you believe that you aren't good enough or you're not pretty enough or you don't have what they desire or or think is attractive. So that kind of gets in your head and makes you have, you know, self-doubt and, you know, be afraid of, you know, being the person that you want to be because in your mind you're thinking, well, Maybe that's not good. Maybe this isn't right. Maybe I should be the way the other person sees me or wants me to be. 
I've been in that situation, and then I have also been in uh, verbally abusive relationships where, you know, the cussing and the yelling and, you know, just the tug and pull of constantly arguing and going back and forth with someone who just wants to demonize you and say the worst about you and go out into the community and friendship circles and family circles and slander your name and then come back and treat you like you're the bad guy. So I've been through a lot. It's like a emotional roller coaster in that department. I can totally, totally understand what you're saying. I myself have been to a physical um, abuse relationship where, you know, I was with an individual and it was, it was physical. I don't talk about me. I don't talk about you, but I can understand what you're saying. And, you know, sometimes we go through these things and we feel like there's no way out. And how am I going to get out? And the first thing for me, I had to believe in myself. I always loved myself, but I had to believe in myself that, you know what? I can walk away from this and I will be okay. You know, so when someone is going through that, when if, say you have a friend that is going through that type of abuse and how would you help that friend? What kind of advice can you give that person so that they too can make the decision that you have made to come out of it, to separate yourself from those individuals, to, to think positively about yourself? So the first thing that I would say is, you know, you gotta start to be around people that bring out the good in you. You right. don't always, mm-hmm. always wanna gravitate towards or pull towards those people who put you down or you know make you feel like less of a less of a woman or less of a person or less of a mother. You know they'll talk bad about the way you you know take care of your children or the way that you keep your home or the way that you present yourself. You know, you got to be around people who are going to lift you up, encourage you, and support you, first and foremost. Because right. if you don't believe in you, and if people around you don't believe in you, then you're more likely to stay in that situation because you feel like you can't, you can't get anything else or go anywhere else and get what you need. So you have to first find at least one person who picks you up and makes you feel better. And then from there, you need to start to realize that you have everything that you need. You don't need that other person who's putting you down or Amen. making you feel bad. He's constantly dragging you through all of this, you know, situation that you don't need to be in. All you need is yourself and all you need is God. So you just need to realize that you have everything you need and you don't need that. And then start to distance yourself away from that. And I feel like the only positive thing about, you know, this whole shutdown and lockdown situation is if you're able to get away from those situations and stay in your own space. I know that a lot of women are actually stuck in those situations due right, to this. Right, especially now, yes, yes. It, it, it has increased know, a lot. Find a way to break free. Right. And you know what what the thing is? You said to find a way to break free. But one of the things that I've also learned and realized that some of the women, like especially now, right? Excuse me. Especially now, the increase in domestic abuse have gone up. 
excuse me it has gone up right but yeah. one of the thing is they're seeking help they're seeking help at this time but are they willing to leave that relationship when it's all over and said and done that's that's one of the things I'm looking because I personally have a friend who have been through it so many times and she would say it's the last time, it's the last time, it's the last time. And I myself, I'm not giving up on her, but I'm to the point where girl, when this is over, I don't want to hear this from you. You need to take a stand. You need to start believing in yourself that you could do better for yourself and enough is enough. So I give you all the tools. I'll tell you what I've done. Not necessarily that you need to do the same thing that I've done to come out of mind. Because it's easier said than done. And you can't be judgmental on the next person. Correct? Yeah. You just got to be there supportive. Uh, be supportive of their decision. Yes. But also at the same time, you got to be supportive and be wise about it. Like, okay. What are you, what are you going to do right now? So if you're if you have a friend who is in that situation and like I said abuse comes in so many different forms. Sometimes when we say abuse people mind go straight to physical. It's not always physical. Physical heals but the emotional scar is there. The mental scar is there, right? So when you have that scar inside of you and you want to move on say a single mom is in an abusive relationship and she want to get out but she just don't know how to for her to get out what advice would you give that woman what should be her first step to come out of that relationship well the first step to come out of that relationship is to look at her kids because the kids actually need here and know everything that's going on you know and so many times before women have been in very dire and desperate situations and for the for the love and the strength mm. of raising these children to have better be better and know that there is better out there you gotta you've got to pull yourself out of there You've got to find a close family member or a close friend who can help you and find a, a place for you to be where you're safe and your children are safe. Because a lot of the times we put someone else before our own basic needs. Right. Safety right. comes mm -hmm. above everything. Right. So if you're unsafe, if your children are unsafe, then you need to do something about it. You need to make a change. You need to contact someone somewhere who can give you a way out. And it starts with you. You have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. You have Amen. to be the one that makes the change. Right. It starts with you. And like for me, it started with me. I was a young mom. I had my first child already and I'm on the second one but I was pregnant I was five months pregnant when I decided to walk away and yes not everyone have the same strength as I have but at the same time you got to look over your life and be like is this something that I want to constantly be in you know what I mean is this something that I want to bring my child in or even if you have child already you have young girls and you have you have young men is this how I want them to be when they grow up 
Is it okay to hit a woman? Is it okay to talk to your girlfriend, your wife, your children a certain way? So we as women also, we got to try to change that barrier inside our home with our kids so that they themselves, when they go outside, they could know that, okay, she talked to me a certain way. She's trying to, you know, the psychological abuse, the way how she's saying some things about me. Correct? So it starts at home and not necessarily that... um, every relationship will deal with things the same way but we have to believe in ourselves you know and find ourselves at the same time too because you can believe say i can do something but do you really 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 love and believe yourself that it's time to take that next step you know you could for me you could for me what i've seen so far the woman is the woman that i've known that are going through this they are strong women in the community but behind closed door, they are weak and they feel like, okay, and the main thing I'm hearing is that I'm in love. Um, I'm not going to find somebody to love me the way how he loved me. But is it really love? Is abuse really love? Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, girl, I know he loves you, but mm, define love for me. Love is a four-letter word, yes, but break it, break down the L-O-V-E for me and put that in a category where it say abuse in that L-O-V-E, right? I don't know, yeah. maybe because I come out of it, I'm looking at it differently, but I'm not trying to be judgmental, but I figured more or less, if you want to come out of it, you will find a way to come out of it regardless because you find a way to stay in it, so you will find a way to come out of it. Exactly. So it has about that the other day talk about forgiveness because even though someone hurt you in 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 an abusive way you have to forgive that person because if you don't forgive that person god cannot use you and to this very day i mean the day after mother's day i was used in a way that i even i was like god i don't understand why you did that but i know you have a plan so i'm just gonna leave it like that the person that abused me, right? That I, it, it, that abused me. God abused me to connect with that person in a way where I don't understand how he did it and why he did it, like I said, but I'm just trusting him, right? 
And I'm not necessarily talking about abusing the physical. I'm talking about people abuse you by things that they say about you. People abuse you by by doing certain things to you. So I'm not talking about, oh, this is just one time or two times. I'm talking about people who constantly abuse you, abuse you verbally behind your back and you hear about it, but then they come to you or God use you to bless that person. You know what I mean? And you'd be like, for me, I was like, wait, wait a minute. Did, did I just do that? No, that takes a lot. And I've known that I have grown because of that. So like you said, if, yeah. we, don't, if we don't forgive, God cannot use us. Mm-hmm. God cannot use us. And we may yeah. be the only person that God could use in that in that situation to connect with that individual. Exactly. So, you know, healing and 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 and, and getting yourself to the place where you can be well again and be whole again is totally your job, your work, and your mission. You have to, you know, resolve within yourself that you want to be better and you want to feel better and you want to attract better. So you've got to, you know, take on that soul work of healing and getting your mind right and your, and your, your heart right to, to receive what God wants for you. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I just want to say, just to wrap it all up, today we talk about faith, entrepreneurship, and relationship. And to each and every one of my audiences, I just want to say, if there's someone that you know or you yourself that are going through any type of abuse, please connect with me. My information is on my Facebook page, Cordia Reed. My Instagram page is Cordia Reed One. And Shakaya Dwayne is here also. And she's going to give you her information where if you need someone just to talk to, because even going through abuse, even in this COVID, sometimes you just need a listening ear, someone to talk to, someone to just ease your soul in a way that we know it will ease the pain at the same time too because yes you said that we might need a friend or a family member but sometimes it's best that we deal with strangers who's not gonna judge us and who's not gonna if things work out or you come out of that they always have that in the back of their mind and they use that against you right so sometimes it's yeah. best to connect with strangers to help you through the process and to show you what they've done and how you two could get out of it. So once again, I am your old Scredia Reed and my information is Facebook, Credia Reed, C-O-R-D-E-A, last name R-E-I-D. And Shakai, go ahead and give them your information, how, could, how they could connect with you, learn more from you, or even be an accountability partner for you in your journey of being an aspiring entrepreneur. So you can contact me by text message, or you can leave me a voicemail. My phone number is 347-871-6288. Again, that's 347-871-6288. You can also um, follow me on Facebook. My my name is Shakai Maria Dewani. You can message me that way. Or you can uh, follow me on Instagram at TashinSoulFire underscore. And um, you can connect with me that way as well. 
could you spell out your um, Facebook for, for me so they could at least get your first name correct so they could find you? My first name is D-H-A-K-A-I. Perfect. And it's Shakai Marie Dwayne. D-U-A-N-Y. Yes. Okay. All right. There you have it, folks. Thank you so much, Shakai, for coming on the Courage and Perseverance podcast. And I hope that we will continue to collaborate. And like I told you before, I'm coming out with Courage and Perseverance talk show where we'll be meeting in person and we have a live audience coming in July. So I just want to say thank you for joining me. Thank you guys for listening to Courage and Perseverance podcast and have a blessed Friday. Love you guys. Yeah.